You want the best for your family. Hawaii Pacific Health has the expertise you and your keiki need. Enjoy convenient, high-quality, coordinated care. To learn more, visit hawaiipacifichealth.org. Aloha and welcome to the Keiki Council Podcast. I'm Lacey Denise with Hawaii News Now. And joining me is Dr. Shaylin Cha from Hawaii Pacific Health, our medical consultant on the Keiki Council. We'll be covering each topic from the Keiki Council to really help parents and guardians continue the conversation with their Keiki. The Keiki Council Back to School podcast starts right now. And doctor, our first question, how can parents or guardians ensure their Keiki are safe at their schools? Hi, Lacey. So first, I wanted to say thank you for having me back. Um, I know that some of our Keiki have already returned to school since our last Keiki Council. So hopefully they can find something here that kind of resonates with them. Um, so the question about how can they ensure their Keiki are safe at school? So right now, I think the biggest things is for the parents to get some reassurance for themselves on the school's policies and safety measures. So, you know, right now, um, given kind of that we have an increase in numbers and that there's a spike that we're noticing um, with kids that are getting, unfortunately, the virus, I think for parents to actually really ask their schools, what are we going to do to keep our kids safe? Um, what specific measures are they putting in place? Are they requiring masks? Are they doing extra hand washing? Kind of what are those safety procedures? And then getting a really good understanding of if we, if there is say a positive case in our class or in our school's community, what are gonna be the procedures that are gonna surround that? And what does that look like? I think having a clear understanding as a parent in your mind, as far as what's going to happen, will then allow you to at least feel more comfortable talking to your child about that. And granted, we don't have all of the answers and I don't even think your school, the schools have all the answers yet either, but getting a sense or at least a breakdown or outline so that you as a parent can feel comfortable about it um, will then help you to communicate more effectively to your kids. Because kids are worried, kids are scared and they do tend to feed off of you as a parent. So I think if you can approach that with knowledge from the school, um, that will definitely help you to be able to talk to your kids. Some great insight there, doctor. So what can parents or guardians do to make sure their Kiki are really doing well when they go back to school? Okay, so I'm gonna actually break the question down into thinking about two components. So the academic side and then the social and emotional um, side of their development. So academically, I would say definitely understanding what are your school's expectations. You know, I think um, kids returned to school or are returning to school. What are the expectations? Are they the same as last year? Are they different than last year? Is it gonna be the same expectations as a few years ago? Um, and I think it's important to understand and know that as a parent, because if your child was out of school for an extended period of time and now they're back in school, are there any extra things in place to help catch up? Um, are there gonna be any extra academic supports that are gonna be put in place and really knowing what that is. And then another big step is communicating with your teachers. Now, I'm sure most teachers love to communicate with their students' parents. So, you know, asking the teachers, hey, you know, how is my child doing? What can I do to support their learning? What can I do to support you as a teacher with regards to educating my child? So that's the academic component. Um, when you're thinking about their social and emotional well-being with regards to going back to school, 
I would say the biggest thing is check-ins, just checking in with your keiki, you know, asking them, hey, how are you guys doing? What are your thoughts about returning to school? Or what are you feeling about being back at school? Just really asking them, you know, where they're at um, is actually a huge part that I think sometimes some of us forget, or we don't do it enough, or, you know, we don't sort of think about all of the the things that kind of surround it. You know, I think most parents realize that when kids go back to school after a summer, things have changed, right? Relationships over the summer change. You know, kids' attention spans and kids' relationships are much faster and much quicker than what we're used to as adults, right? These long sustained relationships that we have as adults. So oftentimes, sometimes the kids go back to school and it's like, the friend that I thought who was like my best friend is now not my best friend, right? They spent more time in the summer talking to this person or that person. So just kind of talking about those types of things, because we've noticed, um, you know, here in clinic that that's been a big um, change is that over the time when some of the kids were doing distance learning, a lot of the friendships changed pretty dramatically. And when they did go back to school, some kids were like, that was my best friend. Now it's not my best friend. And she's more friends with that friend. So just kind of talking to your kids about that. So checking in on their own kind of well-being and then also just checking in on like, how are your friendships? What's going on? And you might, you know, find that that's something that's happening or hopefully that that's not and everything's back to normal. So I would say just checking in. How are you doing? Yeah. yeah. I mean, our kids are so resilient because there's already that sort of social anxiety, like you had mentioned. And then now that we're in this 2020, 2021 time period, you're adding in, you know, the COVID concerns, the vaccines. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot that our kids are dealing with as they go back to the classrooms. Um, are there any specific signs that you should look out for to see if a keiki is, you know, having anxiety or stressed about being back at school? Yeah, so, you know, I think the first thing we got to understand is the difference between worry and anxiety. I think we mish it all up, mosh it up, and we make it one big clump, but it, they're actually pretty different, right? So the worry or the stress is the thing that gets you to study for a test. The worry and the stress is the thing that gets you and I to pay taxes on time, right? Like, if there wasn't a deadline, I don't know if I'd do it. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, if you you're thinking kind of more about if the worry tends to be more in our mind versus anxiety tends to be more in our bodies. So for instance, you know, you are thinking about the COVID virus or you're thinking about, you know, being worried about getting sick versus it switches to then to be anxiety when it starts causing like physical symptoms, like inability to sleep or trouble kind of with your functioning, right? And then if we're looking back at the worry, worries tend to be more specific and tend to be more based in reality versus anxiety tends to be more general and more catastrophic. So if we're thinking specifically about, you know, the pandemic that we're in, the worry and the stress would be, you know, I'm worried about COVID. I'm worried about getting sick. I'm going to wash my hands, right? That would be normal. That's okay. That's healthy for all of us. It starts to become unhealthy or it starts to be termed more anxiety when it starts to be the thinking starts to be the world is going to end we shouldn't leave our house you know it becomes more general and definitely more catastrophic um, worry and stress tend usually tend to be temporary versus anxiety tends to linger and not abate so if you are noticing things with your kids that 
their functionality with regards to school or even in your home setting or their social settings are changing, that would be sort of like a red flag for you to then, you know, ask more questions, explore with your child a little bit more, maybe check in with your pediatrician or maybe reach out to a mental health provider. Um, you know, other things that we notice for our keiki with regards to anxiety and then sometimes even leaning towards depression is they tend to be a little bit more irritable. And it's sort of this irritability where you as a parent are like, what in the world just happened? Like that wasn't even a big deal. You just like exploded for no reason. That is totally out of character. Kids tend to express their anxiety and their depression or sadness more in an irritable way than say an adult. Like you or I would be more sort of quiet and sad, maybe more introspective, right? Um, kids are a little bit more reactive and a little bit more irritable. So I would say just really observing watching, kind of noticing what's going on with your kids um, and, you know, checking in with them. And then one thing that you can do is probably just limit exposure to all of the information coming in, right? You need to be the filter of the information with regards to the pandemic. I think that that's huge. I think if you're not filtering that information, kids tend to take that information, understand what they can, and the rest, they kind of just make up. You know, and they've got awesome creative imaginations that can take them off into spaces where we're like, ah, oh, no, don't do that. You know, that's not where I, that's not real. That's not where you need to be. So I would say just really use screen and filter the media and use screen and filter all of the information that's coming in. And then reminding them, what are we doing as a family to keep ourselves safe? What are you doing as an individual and, you know, in your space and in your world to keep yourself safe? And I think that's how we keep them from the worry and the stress tipping over into that, that anxiety. Anxiety and keeping that, that open communication. Very important, doctor. It takes a team to keep you and your family healthy. Hawaii Pacific Health draws on the expertise of hundreds of physicians at more than 70 locations throughout Hawaii. To learn more, visit hawaiipacifichealth.org. Are there benefits to having Keiki back in their school environment? Yeah, you know, so I know right now with the numbers going up, everybody is a little bit anxious and worried and stressed. All those words that I know I said you should space out, but I just clumped them all together. So anyway, um, I know that that's a concern. Um, but there are actually huge benefits to having your kids back in school. You know, you, you as a family obviously need to weigh the risk and the benefits, but some of the big benefits are educational, right? Is if being in person and learning in person from your teacher is definitely much easier and probably better for most kids than learning through a screen, right? Like Lacey, if you and I wanted to learn how to make hakule and we sat with one of our kupuna who sat there and actually showed us how to do it, right? Grabbed our hands, moved our fingers and right. moved those flowers and said like this, we probably would get it and we would learn yes. how to do it. We would be able to ask those questions, right? Yes. But what if you and I sat in front of a YouTube video and tried to do it? Yeah, not the same, yeah? <laughs> yeah. So that's the whole thing, right? It's being in person. The teacher has the ability to answer questions that maybe the kid doesn't even know that they have a question. Like the teacher can see that they're sitting there sort of struggling kind of quietly. So teacher can take those cues and answer those things in person. And we've also noticed that kids haven't been really asking questions as much on Zoom um, because it's 
little bit shame, right? Like, I don't understand. And your whole class is sitting there Brady Bunch style staring at you on the screen, <laughs> right? So some kids just haven't been getting that extra educational support, even though they were attending classes on computers. So that's the educational part. And then the social emotional part, the whole point of a child's childhood um, is learning, you know, the academic stuff that we got to learn, but it's also learning those social skills and learning how to navigate within the world apart from you as a parent. I know that's hard to hear because, you know, we want to keep our cakey close to us forever, but our job as parents are to raise these kids who can then go out in the world and be independent and successful. And part of that is learning to navigate these social situations. When you're not in the classroom and you're on a computer, there's really not that much social navigation to be doing, right? I either turn the computer off or I turn it on. But when you're in school, it's sort of those interactions that you have with friends. It's how your friend group interacts with another friend group. Mm -hmm. It's definitely a, a huge part of what the kids were missing when everybody was home. You know, so there is huge benefits. But again, I think as a family, you have to make a decision and, you know, think about, you know, what makes most sense for your family, because I get it. I mean, the numbers are rising and I think everybody's getting a little bit worried and over worried. Mm -hmm. um, and, and at the same time, rightfully worried, right? We want to keep our kids safe. We want to make sure that they're getting the education that they need, but we also want to make sure that they don't get sick. So right. I get it. Right, right. And so what about for parents or guardians who are continuing distance learning? Do you have any advice for them? Yeah. So, you know, if the choice is distance learning or that what is what works best for your family, I would say really coming up with the routine. And notice I said routine and not schedule. Mm -hmm. um, so a schedule, the schedule part is usually focused on time, like at 830, this happens at nine o'clock, this happens at 10 o'clock, this happens. If your child has specific times where they need to log into class, then that makes sense to make sure that those times are obviously specific and blocked off. Um, but for the rest of the time, I would say to put something in and make sure you include. So block off like after say 8.30 is your live in-person class time, then you know after that is done, make sure you they know that the routine would then be, now I'm gonna do this much time working on my schoolwork. Now I'm gonna have this much time for free time. Now I'm gonna have some time or some space where I'm gonna force myself to move my body, whatever that is. You know, kind of getting a routine down so that your kids know what to expect and what's coming next is really helpful for them because they need, they need that. They kind of hold on to routine, right? It's like, I don't wanna just all of a sudden have random things that I'm doing in the day. And it also helps you as a parent because you can count on some of those times to get some of the things that you might need to do done. So it works right. for both of you. Laundry, dishes. Yes. Oh my gosh, <laughs> yes, sticking it all in. <laughs> Definitely. And I think that's very important. Also the difference between a routine like you had mentioned and a schedule. I think yeah. that's very important. And to really get everything that you need to get in there, you know, and not miss anything out at the same time. And then there's a social and emotional component that you want to kind of think about when you're considering the homeschooling child. Um, if you guys can meet up over screens with other kids or other peers, mm -hmm. 
um, that's helpful. If you guys feel comfortable and have another home, like another family that you feel comfortable meeting in an outdoor space, or, you know, kind of actually trying to get some FaceTime with them, I think that that's huge. So just don't forget about that social part and that emotional part. But again, do it in what makes sense to you as a family. And try if you can to add those to your routine as well. For sure. So doctor, can you offer parents or guardians three action items when having a conversation with Kiki about going back to school? Definitely. Okay. So the first is do those emotional check-ins. Um, I know it sounds kind of hokey pokey, like what emotional check-in, but it can actually be pretty um, fun. So I have little kids. So we usually do at the dinner table, we do question of the day. So I ask a question, tell me one thing that you did today that was silly. And I get each of my kids to answer and I answer the question too, right? Um, and they love to hear what my husband and I have to say. Or I might say, tell me one time today where you felt scared or worried, right? And I can say, I'll answer the question today before I recorded the podcast with Auntie Lacey, I was feeling kind of worried. <laughs> <laughs> right but it allows you to use a feeling word within the question to check in with all of your keiki in the house um because you might notice oh today you know i don't know that one's a little bit more quiet i wonder what's going on so having this as a routine in your family where now we're having question of the day and the fun thing is now my kids have turned it into they get to choose the question of the day. Oh. Yeah. So, and sometimes I need to take it back because I don't <laughs> want to know what the best thing you ate today was, right? And I need to find out a little bit more about their feelings. And then I'll say, okay, we're going to have two questions of the day. Um, so that's a really nice way to do it kind of with the little kids. And then with the older kids, again, just checking in like, hey, how, how's it been going back to school? Or what are, your, what are your concerns or worries about returning to school or being back at school? Um, you can still do question of the day, but I know for little ones, you're always trying to, you know, you got to try to make it fun and creative and, and they tend to really respond to that. So that's the first one, emotional check-ins. The second one, review your expectations regarding school and home. So that's kind of going back to finding out from your school, you know, what are the safety measures in place? Kind of what does it look like? Um, what's coming? What's happening next? And the reason why I really put that out to you as an action step is because I think the more you know as a parent, the better you will feel and the better you will be able to support your keiki through this very unknown time. Um, so check in, ask ask your school, hey, you know, I have questions about this. What are we doing about that? That's, that's the second thing to do. And then the third thing, your kids aren't going to like it, but you're going to love it. Get back to routines. So get those kids back in bed early, you know, start waking back up early. If you're already in school, I think you're already struggling and dealing with this right now. But if you're not back in school, making sure you get back to that, going to bed on time, waking up on time, um, because it's hard. You know, it's, you don't want to have that constant morning rush, freak out, running around kind of thing. So emotional check-ins, review your expectations and get back to routine. Those are the three action steps I challenge you all to do. 
I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Dr. Chuck. And of course, to watch episodes of the KP Council, you can find it at hawaiinewsnow.com or on demand on Amazon Fire, Roku, or Apple TV. I'm Lacey Denise with Hawaii News Now.